Hello everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel, where today we return for episode, I think this is actually episode 80 of the show. Jamie, can we clarify, is it episode 80? Is it episode 81? I have no idea. We've lost track of what um, episode number it is. It might be the Oscar Piastri tribute show, if it is. It is 81. One. It is 81. It is. it is the Oscar Piastri tribute show uh, here this week. It's also, of course... U.S. Grand Prix week. Yes, we're back at the Circuit of the Americas. I don't know about you, but it feels like a long time ago uh, we were at Kota, Jamie, which is weird because, of course, it was just last year. Yeah, it was only a year ago. It was a very good race last year. So. It was, yeah, very, very good race, uh, if we remember correctly. But, of course, you've already heard his salt, uh, sweet, <laughs> sultry tones. tones. Jamie183 returns once more. How, how are we doing, mate? I'm good. I'm, uh, yeah, doing well. I'm... Joined by someone who's not been in the country, but very much recently. So it feels no. like a while since I spoke to you, because the last podcast we recorded directly after Over the race a week finished. ago. Yeah, so. it was. This is the longest I think we've gone without a podcast in quite a while, actually. Yeah. I've missed hearing Jamie's voice, but we're, we're back together. The dream team returns <laughs> once more. I've been spending some time, obviously, out in Switzerland with my new best mate, who I've heard Jamie is quite a fan of. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Joe Guan Yu, who... Yep. Uh, I've got a friend who went to school with him, so can you beat that? I He knows my name, that's all I can say. <laughs> he does know my name. I also can tell you he wears the most scuffed shoes I've ever nah, seen in my he's, life. Nah, he's got drip. He's no, got, Jamie, really, these really the shoes I saw him wear were horrendous. Nah. And you want to know another interesting fact about Joe Guanyu? What's that? Um, he can't actually drive in Switzerland. That's weird. That is... Because he's got a UK licence, obviously, from where he's come from, China... Uh, that license is not valid in Switzerland, so he has to get picked up from the airport and taken to the, to the factory, which I think is quite funny. I actually reckon it's just he can't be bothered because yeah. you know he has to drive a car for a living anyway. Why would he have to drive more than he has to? So True. I reckon he's actually just a hoodwinked Alfa Romeo beyond belief. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, he d- he does not wear good shoes. I will. No, I I give him credit. A lot of his drip is fantastic, but the shoes do need a bit of work, uh, from my personal experience. <laughs> and but you're, you're well versed in these kind of areas. So I've got drippy shoes, mate. <laughs> Mainly because I I live in the fields, so they're always full of water. But yeah. I got drippy shoes. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been a fun week. Of course, happy happy to be back though. Uh, with Jamie once again. Like we said, you know, we've got the US Grand Prix this weekend, but we have had more envelopings from the cost cap, haven't we, Jamie? It's kind of taken over the world of Formula One yeah. after Max Verstappen was kind of crowned world champion uh, last weekend at Suzuka. Give me an update. What's going on with the cost cap? You apparently know everything that's going on. You know the ins and outs of Red Bulls. Um, Tell me more. I don't know remember claiming that quite, but what basically, we knew this around Singapore time, so what, three weeks ago now? Um, yeah, Red Bull have spent 5% more than they should have done. and Up to 5%. Up to 5% more, more which is f- how much? 4 mil? 5 mil? More than that, about 7 oh, mil. 7 up mil. to. Okay. Uh, yeah, they've overspent on the cost cap. Let's confirm now. Aston Martin are also have breached it, but only because they reported it wrong, um, which is very Aston Martin, if you ask me. Um, yeah, Red Bull have overspent but by a small amount a small enough amount that they won't in my opinion they won't get a harsh penalty and i think they knew what they were doing if we're perfectly honest red bull have always been this team to kind of push the boundaries as far as they will go and beyond the boundaries up to a point where they're safe (laughs) like there's no way red bull accidentally 
reached a cost cap. I think they did it deliberately, but knowing that the penalty under 5% was very minimal. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I know we've spoke about this before with other things regarding Red Bull, but it's the only Formula 1 team where deliberately breaking a rule kind of fits their brand, isn't it? Yeah, they've always like, been like you can't see Red Bull. You can't see Red Bull as a larger company getting hurt by this at all, because it does kind of suit their renegade vibe, yeah, if definitely. you will. But, I mean, it, we, we've seen all sorts of theories going around over the last week or so, you know, whether it does just turn out they spend three million quid on caviar. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, the catering uh, I mean, budget, apparently, was the thing that tipped over the edge, even though you can kind of say they any area of budget tipped over the edge. Exactly, exactly. I mean, again, you know, we've sort of seen theories about whether it's in fact, obviously, Toro Ross, Alpha Tower, even, sorry, I should say, uh, you know, whether they pay for Alpha Tower's catering as well. That's what's tipped them over. <laughs> I mean, there's so many theories. Apparently, you know, it might be the Adrian Newey's got a shell company in the Cayman Islands uh, that they try and launder the money through. We, we just don't know <laughs> quite what's going on at the moment. But we do know other F1 teams are not happy about not it. And Toto Wolf, of course, this week has been very vocal. Um, you know, sort of saying, you know, even 250k, 500k is a huge upgrade, which could have made the difference for Mercedes. I mean, they would have had it robbed away from them anyway at Abu Dhabi, <laughs> but it could have made the difference. They wouldn't have gone to Abu Dhabi if Hamilton could drive properly. Um... Hey, can you work that out? <laughs> yeah. I struggle very much to believe that an organisation as big as Red Bull have done this accidentally. Um, I think they did it in the knowledge that the penalty was minimal. It's another fine. Uh, but below 5%, it's another fine, which they can just bankroll. So it's not in the spirit of the rules at all. Um, but I would be shocked if they make any, if they have any repercussions that affect e- either championship from 2021 or 2022. Yeah, it's very, very weird, isn't it? Because I think, on the one hand, I mean, what's it now? Seven teams have come out saying they're not happy about the situation. The only teams that haven't come out are Red Bull, funnily enough, <laughs> uh, Toro Rosso. Uh, sorry, uh, six teams have come out. Sorry, Alpha. Ta- I don't know why I keep calling them Toro yeah. Rosso. So Red Bull, Alpha Tauri, Williams, and a- Aston Martin. Now, again, you know, maybe this is more and more about Williams trying to get into bed with Red Bull uh, down the line a bit more. And, of course, Aston Martin couldn't file their own books properly yeah. anyway, so they look <laughs> they like probably the didn't biggest file their hypocrites. Either. Exactly. They probably would come across as the biggest hypocrites in the world uh, if they didn't. Uh, or, sorry, if they did come out complaining about it. But McLaren, I mean, Zach Brown's come out literally a couple of hours ago saying, you know, it's really going to put F1 in a difficult spot. Ferrari, of course, has been very vocal about it. Toto's obviously been very, very vocal about it as well. I also love the theory that apparently there's a mole inside the FIA giving Toto Wolf this information when wasn't it Ferrari that came out with it first? Yeah, I saw, like, uh, you know, the, the meme template of, like, no one ask whatever. It's like no one asked Mercedes how they knew about Red Bull's overspending. Yeah. And it's like Mercedes getting it done for Spygate, even though I think it, it was... It wasn't really from one individual team. It was kind of like a, a, a general knowledge that two teams had broken the cost cap and both of them yeah. were Red Bull and Aston Martin. So. It's, it's a very, very strange situation, isn't it? Because, I mean, on the one hand, you know, the FIA, if they really want this cost cap to be properly enforced, you throw the book at them. They didn't win the Constructors' Championship anyway last year. They don't desperately need the money, do they? I can't see the FIA taking away Max's championship. You know, that was so controversial in itself anyway. 
they could try and spin it as kind of a void lap 58 type <laughs> finally you know all that but i feel like if they opened that can of worms again it would be an absolute disaster show. There is I mean, not a chance they're going to change There is the 0% chance that, I mean, even as a Hamilton believer, there is a 0% chance that Hamilton uh, will get that world title back. Um, but, you know, do you throw the book at Red Bull? Do you strip them of their Constructors' champion? Oh, sorry, the P2 and the Constructors' last year, because, of course, it won't really make any difference. Maybe that's what you do. Mm. But, again, it still feels that a bit half-hearted. I think the problem is, like, the cost cap is a sporting regulation. So everyone comparing it to the technical regulations of like, oh, if the front wings a millimetre too long, you get disqualified. It's like, yeah, because yeah, that's a technical directive where there are black and white. Like, there's no middle ground. With like but there's a, sporting... a there's $145 million budget, Jamie. No, but a sporting it's regulation... It's not around $145 million. The problem with the sporting regulation is not like, for instance, the, the engine parts is also a sporting regulation. You can only use two ICEs and three yes, te- like yeah. control electronics. If you use four control electronics... You don't get disqualified from the championship. You get a penalty. <laughs> that would be quite funny. Imagine it would be. if that was the case. Honda back in the late 2000s oh, yeah. just getting banned by round six of the yeah. year. But like the problem is because the cost cap is a sporting rule, it's yeah. not a black and white disqualification for breaking it. There's a gradual, your penalty is this, unless you break it by loads and you get more and more penalty, such as the engine regs, where like you keep breaking it, you get more and more penalty. Yeah. It, yeah. Will, it will be... I, I'll go out, this, I'll uh, pin my colours to the mast and say it will be a fine for Red Bull. <laughs> yep. And I, I believe you. It will be, I mean, it will get a lot of hate. It well, will get yeah. a lot of hate. But then Red Bull but... will lap that up. They won a championship. Oh, absolutely. They do not care. <laughs> I'm sure Christian Horner is willing to push twice as much money as the final be under the table to let him get away with it. <laughs> but, I mean, it does bring the integrity of the sport into a bit of question again. You know, we, we sort of spoke about this last year, didn't we? Obviously, after the shambles that was Abu Dhabi, you know, whether companies like Audi and Porsche uh, will look at Formula 1 and go, well, if a championship can be decided on a whim like that, why would we get involved? Surely, there's going to be questions raised. And I mean, Audi and Porsche will be looking at it, depending on what the penalty is at the end of the year, and go, do we want to get involved with that? Or is it not worth it if I things really can disagree. be manipulated? Like, F1's always been about looking at the rules and thinking where can I get an advantage Red Bull have seen the penalty for a 5% overspend is but it's not nothing. specifically a, it doesn't say if you overspend by this much this is what will happen well they've interpreted it's, if the you overspend by, that but the thing is it could be world championship points well it wouldn't be drivers like no it can be world drivers or world constructors points it can be genuinely mm. if you well, read they've those rules like, they've called the they, bluff Basically. Red Bull have pulled the bluff definitely, and that's why it does make you wonder whether the FIA turn around. You know what? Max Verstappen's getting a nine-point penalty from last year. <laughs> well, or I lo- like that. They should give him a, a, a seven-point penalty. What? So it's tied again, and he takes it on um, countback. Yeah, back. takes it on countback. That'd be great. how ridiculous would that be? <laughs> that would just be pointless. They may, as well, they may as well just give him six and really try and screw Hamilton. Six and a half. Yeah. The secret. Six and three quarter points. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, it's, shall it's, we move on? It's a crazy, crazy world. It's been all that F1 has been talking about recently. Uh, and actually it, get back it, to yeah, some it's racing, not gonna go potentially. Or... What's that, sorry? Should we move on to some racing or some other news let's, before that? I mean, let's, I mean, there's not a lot of races to talk about, is there? But there is still the interesting conversations about that second Hassan Williams seat. Now, I'm sure Jamie has Indeed. been absolutely loving life this week because it looks like there is a fair chance 
that Nico Elkenberg could end up at Haas next year. Indeed. And that would be unreal. And I quote from you, what, a week ago and maybe two weeks ago and maybe a month ago, saying there's not a chance Holt gets that seat. <laughs> You're damn right, and I still don't believe there is. Um, I mean, to be fair, the evidence or like the new news that has come out isn't that convincing if you actually read it and it's apply not concrete it by any means. text and context yeah. to it. It's because... just Hulkenberg's been texting me a lot, and yeah, that's because he's Gunther got nothing better like, to do with this time. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of phone calls, which is like great. I could call Gunther Steiner if I had his number. It doesn't mean I'm getting an F1 seat. No, um, exactly. I mean, you could try. That'd be yeah. great for the podcast. That'd Imagine unreal. you coming back and telling us that story. <laughs> yeah, that, that would one up yours a little bit. <laughs> Jamie, that is your goal this week. You've got to try and get Gunther Steiner's number and keep ringing him. <laughs> okay, you promise? I, I you are going to update me next week with your Formula One gig. <laughs> we'll see we'll see but yeah i i genuinely think like Haas have no reason anymore to keep Mick Schumacher because he's left the fda like it it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they get someone who's not going to trash the car four times a year and need a new chassis when they've got no money and yeah why not give it to hulk i mean it's not a very long-term solution but he's a safe pair of hands he's still got very good pace in him especially with a full pre-season i think he has it would just be a solid lineup of magnus and hockenberg it'd be funny because they don't really get on but yeah it would i mean we're gonna have gasly and ocon at each other's throats next year we could have a hulking came out it'd be like formula one eastenders or something like that next year (laughs) i mean it does really feel like like you said obviously it is very much a short-term solution it's almost like mick schumacher has gone to Haas early on this year and attacked him with a machete (laughs) their leg is split wide open Hulkenberg's come along with one of those tiny little plasters you get for your finger and kind of stuck it on the top. That's what it kind of feels like if Hulk gets that gig. I just don't see it as a step forward for Haas. I really do think, I know I've said this for a long, long time. I've read a fantastic article, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, McLaren are currently the Formula One team with the most American sponsors. I think the number was 26, if I remember off the top of my head. Most teams are between uh, 10 and 20. Haas, if I'm not mistaken, have four. They desperately, desperately need to go all out, guns blazing, American style. (laughs) They need to slap that car up with US flags all over the place, try and get Logan Sargent in off Williams if he gets enough super license points, and just, I mean, literally fit the car with speakers next year that just... Belt out, born in the USA. Bruce Springsteen, steer in, Top Gear style. Steer into that skid. Yeah, exactly. Steer into that skid. You will have so much money being flung at you from Americans that don't know what Formula One is and don't know what's going on. It would be the greatest move they could ever make. If I was a board member at Haas, I would be pushing this hard. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't see them getting Logan Sargent, personally. Um, Nor do I. But they but could certainly try. certainly... Who uh, Carlton Herter obviously didn't get the super license, or no. didn't, get, didn't get the rights. But there is, there's another American in F2, is it not? I can't remember his name. Uh, it's not Williams, is it? No, Kellen Williams is Australian or New Australian, which really surprised me. I always thought he was American for some reason. Yeah, he seems American. Um, obviously, got Carrera in F3. I don't. Maybe there isn't another F2 driver. I don't think there is. Not off the top but of yeah, my head. It's a shame because, yeah, they do kind of need. An American driver would just like bring in all the sponsors they could ever want. Really. Or you rebrand Daniel Ricciardo as your American. Yeah, he'd do a good job as being American because he basically wants to be anyway. 
Yeah. Every time they go to Texas, he's all over perhaps, it. Perhaps so. Callan Williams does as well. Is it Callan or is it Caden? Callan. I don't it's know. Cal- I know it's Callan, yeah. Caden. I don't know. Callan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't understand. Haas need to steer into that proper big mac and cheese American <laughs> skid. Yeah, they should. But it doesn't look like they are. Because Instead, they're going to swap out one German fraud for another. Uh, Hulk's not a fraud. He is. I know he's got a chance to finally end the most podiums, most races without a podium record. Oh, he's not going to do that in a Haas, is he? Well, you never know. Like... I do know, though, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, to I be mean... fair, ever since he lost his full-time seat, there have been a lot more wild podiums. Until this year, when there haven't been any, really. Apart from Lando, which I was yeah. there for. Yeah, you were. Wow. That seems like a very long time ago now. Yeah, um, no, it's an but, awful long time ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't... This is not me trying to just get under your skin or anything, but I really <laughs> don't see Hulk as much of a worthwhile upgrade over Schumacher. I think, in terms of ability, like, it's difficult to say because Schumacher's don't, only... Yeah. Like, Hulk... I reckon they would about... Bit about the same. I would say Hulk is a bit better, but not massive. I would say currently, yeah. No, I'm not going to argue with that. Hulk probably would be a quicker driver right in this moment. But we've often seen Mick Schumacher in the second year of Junior Series come on strong, which of course next year we aren't going to see major rule changes, so it could really help him out. I just don't sort of, especially because let's be fair, you're going to have to pay Hulk more than Mick. I would have thought. I don't know thought how so, cheap yeah. a date Nico Hulkenberg is going to be next year. But I can't see Mick Schumacher trying to beg for more money. But then Mick has also, what, is it three chassis this year that he's broken by crashing? Like, that, I think that's the big thing. They, they can't afford these massive crashes. And, like, certainly they had it bad last year with Mick and Mazepin. But this year, Schumacher's crashes haven't really slowed down. They so, have. I'm not sure. He binned it at Jeddah. He binned it at Monaco. Yeah. Where else? Um... There was one in a practice session, was there not? I really don't remember off the top of my head, but that's... It was worth... so recent, Jamie. Oh, well, he, he did bin at Suzuka as well, I suppose. Yeah, um, he did, but yeah. Not, not but yeah. so... I know Gunter basically one. says we can't afford to have a driver who's going to trash the car over all the time. So, yeah. But, I mean, if you yeah. put K-Mag and Hulk together, they're just going to trash both cars, <laughs> Grosjean K-Mag style. Potentially. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a difficult one to call. Obviously, I'll be happy if Hulk gets it. Um, if he doesn't, then never want it anyway. It's a has. No, no, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, it do- it does open up the other door, doesn't it? Down at Williams, of course, still. Yeah. You know, if Hulkenberg gets that hassy, and if Logan Sargent doesn't get the super license points, could we see Mick Schumacher down at Williams for a year? Potentially, I feel like he'd take anything. Really, obviously. Well, it'd be the only thing yeah, left. The only thing left. So, yeah, I could see that happening. Um, it'd be a bit curious for Williams, who were very recently Mercedes Young team, basically having a Red Bull Junior and a Ferrari Junior. <laughs> Although it won't be Ferrari anymore next year. No. But, um, and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Alex Albon steps away from yeah, that Red Bull camp as well. Point, isn't he? Um, yeah, I think it's unlikely that Logan fails to get the super license points. Um, it's it's possible. not that unlikely. Well, he's third at the minute. He'd have to drop to sixth. It's close in the points, but he'd have to have an absolute nightmare. But the thing is, in Formula 2, that's the kind of thing you can expect to happen. Yeah, Especially if you're backing him. He's screwed, mate. Yeah, he is done. He's, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Logan will get that seat, as long as he doesn't massively mess it up. But if he doesn't, 
yeah, you're not really got any options other than Schumacher. Yeah, so. I still believe we're going to see Colton Herter racing Indian Formula 4 over the winter and <laughs> get getting the Formula 1 that way. Get, get six super license points by beating up teenagers. <laughs> um. <laughs> right, well, that's getting clipped out of context. Good, good. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's it's all a bit weird and wonderful, isn't it? And there's still plenty of bizarre questions are left unanswered in the real world of Formula 1 at the moment. I think that's going to bring us, though, Jamie, to Cota, the US Grand Prix weekend, of course. We look forward uh, to returning to the Lone Star State. But before we do that, I'm going to bring out the quiz for this Ooh, week. Here we go. Let me get up my timer quickly for you. Oh, you're so, not even going to do the question before you get your timer up. No, no I'm going to get the timer up first because I feel like you are going to get a lot of these. Okay. So, Jamie183, I'm going to give you one minute on the clock. There are... How many answers? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, I've sat nine. up in my chair for this bit. There's 11 answers to this week's quiz, Jamie. It's pretty simple. You are going to tell me the names of places that have held a Grand Prix in the USA. Ooh. Your time starts now. Okay, Cota. Yep. Miami. Yep. Um, Caesars Palace. Yep. Uh, Detroit. Long Beach. Yep. yep. Um, where else? Oh dear! Oh, Indianapolis, of course. Yep, I was um, really worried you weren't yeah. going to get that one. Uh, uh, oh, I can picture Keke Rosberg winning somewhere, but I can't remember. Where it was. This is really hard. How long have I got? Uh, you got thirty seconds. Okay. Oh, um, no, I was going to say Indianapolis again. That's there's got to be some older. Technically, ones. it was there twice, I suppose. Yeah. Detroit, uh, Dallas, uh, um, yeah, American cities, American cities. Uh, they're they in Vegas, or was that Caesar's Palace? Uh, that was Caesar's Palace. Uh, not Laguna Seca or anything less stupid like that. Nope. Um, purpose-built tracks. There's got to be. Your time is up. Oh, that was really hard. A lot of them are old, aren't they? And the four you've got left are old. You will definitely have heard of one of them. You will definitely kick <coughs> yourself about another two. Okay, great. Um, actually, sorry, you'll have definitely heard of two. You'll kick yourself about one, and the other one I don't think you will have heard of. Right. Oh, Sebring. Yep. That's, That's one of annoying. them. annoying. You should have got that. I could have got Sebring. It only held one Grand Prix back in 1959. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, one of the other tracks you'll definitely know as well. I uh, blank. I don't know. Uh, upstate New York, very fast circuit, long flowing corners. Really? I was trying to think of a New York one. Oh, the, Daytona's not done a race, is it? No. That's not an I'm upstate thinking, New York I'm either, Jamie. That's in Daytona Beach, what, Florida. Yeah. What <laughs> what race have I done in, on Forza? That's all I know. <laughs> you, you know, it is a track on Forza. You're absolutely right. Oh, no. I really, I, I, can't, I can't think of anything. What if I said to you, bus stop chicane? Spa Francorchamps. No, <laughs> that is that is um, Daytona, is it not the bus stop? There is a bus stop at Daytona as well. There is also a bus stop at this circuit. I don't know. Hosts IndyCar and NASCAR as well. IMSA. Uh, the six hours of this track. It's got two two words <laughs> I'm so in its name. Clueless. Le Mans. <laughs> no. Yep, Le Mans, known for its six-hour endurance yeah, yeah. race. I really could. Watkins Glen. Oh, Watkins Glen. Yeah, I should have got that. And then there's another city. Begins with a P. Um, P. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Could have got. Um, and the last one that I don't think you would have got because it isn't famous outside of the US is Riverside. 
No, I wouldn't have got that. That's what middle school so, football though, so could have got that. Exactly, you should have got that then. So <laughs> seven out of eleven. It's not a bad score actually. To be fair, I think I could have probably got nine. Yeah, I reckon. I, I, I probably wouldn't have got Riverside. But yeah, Sebring, you should have remembered. I'm amazed you didn't actually remember Watkins Glen, to be honest. No. Yeah. Um, but of course, Phoenix as well, back when the US was getting three Grand Prix a year for a couple of years back yeah, in the early yeah. 80s. I think Phoenix was the one with a train track over it, or that might have been Dallas. Either way, they were a disaster, weren't they? Because yeah, the tracks just all, kept getting destroyed. They were just like the pre-Formula E tracks in like the 70s and 80s. They they were in 1980 to 1982, if I remember correctly. <coughs> but of course, you remember the goat that is Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace at the end of the day, lovely. Which is, of course, the most important one. Shall we jump then, Jamie, into US Grand Prix predictions? I mean, a high-speed circuit, a lot of high-speed corners. Um, Red Bull can secure the world, the constructors' championship. They can secure the constructors' championship on this the weekend before the... they get banned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, that so Ferrari need to outscore Red Bull by nineteen to stay in it. Oh well, Red Bull have done it then. So Red Bull have basically Fer- done it. Ferrari scored nineteen points in a weekend this year. <laughs> a couple of times they got a couple of wins here and there. They um, have, yeah. But genuinely, I it wouldn't surprise me if Red Bull just don't enter. And they and they'd still win the constructors. They still do it, yeah. <laughs> just don't show up for the last yeah. four race of the year. Trying to actually, could you do that if you wrapped up the top to try and save on the budget? They should. That'd be quality. They might actually pass the budget test this year as well if they did that. Hey, well, imagine how much more they would have gone over the budget cap last year if they actually gave Perez the same upgrades. Well, that's uh, they saved a lot, but then it all got undone by Mercedes taking them out in Silverstone and Hungary. So ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that old chestnut. Technically, you turned across that McLaren, I think, at Hungary. <laughs> um, I mean, yes. really, if we're gonna if we're gonna be consistent on this show, Hungary was actually Fernando Alonso's fault. What did Alonso do in that? What didn't he do, Jamie? That's the real question. So I'm gonna get someone comment yeah. about me. <laughs> You've not mentioned Alonso yet this video, so there's one. I know. I've been really trying the to Alonso avoid counter. it. Alonso counters up to one this week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, let's let's run through it then. Top three predictions: US Grand Prix. I'm gonna go. What are the scores on the doors? Sorry. I don't know if you updated it, but just to remind everyone, I got eight out of eight last week. Oh, we did update oh, it did last update week. It. Yeah, nice. yeah. So it's sixty-two to me and forty-six to Matt, oh, which means sixteen back. I'm I pretty, need two perfect weekends. I'm fairly secure of getting a free tweet off Matt's account. Which you are. I could do anything. I could get him cancelled. You you could, but I won't tweet it. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, good. I need to make it so it's it's not obvious that it's me. Because right, if I tweet okay. like Guanyu Joe is the goat, that's obviously going to actually it could be you now. It um, is me now. It's because yeah. we're best mates. That's why. <laughs> I I eat food in the supermarket oh, could, with him. I could mention Rosberg Alonso. That would be quality. <laughs> <laughs> You're really thinking about this too I am, much. I am. US Grand Prix predictions. Yes. I am going to say. What am I going to say? Oh, I'm going to be a moron. I'm just going to be stupid. Leclerc pole. Oh, dear. Verstappen win. Leclerc P2. <laughs> Perez P3. Wow. Do you want any. Uh... <laughs> You're the guy who goes into Tesco's and gets a ham sandwich with ready salted crisps. And a bottle of water bottle for my meal deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm doing this week. I need the points desperately. You can well, take I'm, a big risk. I'm going to go Verstappen pole just to get a two points. Oh, wow. What a big risk that is. <laughs> I will go... Red Bull have won like six in a row. It'd be ridiculous to not go. Go on. Tell me, tell me it's a Leclerc win. No, go it's on. a Verstappen win. I apologise for being boring, but it's a Verstappen win. 
with Hamilton, second place. The King of Cota. Ahead of Perez. Actually, no. Okay. Ahead of ahead of Russell. Okay. Mercedes double podium yeah, out of yeah. nowhere, even Mercedes though they've given up this year. It's a it's a flat track. No, it's not. Well, it's not bound. It's not. It's a smooth surface, though. It's very up and down. It's not particularly great, even there. No, to is. be honest. But you know what? It's locked in now. So it I'm is. saying Leclerc, Verstappen, Leclerc, Perez. Jamie is saying Verstappen, Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. No, nope. Hamilton, Russell, Russell. Sorry. Anything Indeed. else to add, Jamie? Before we wrap this week's show up. There's a few random rookies in practice, but there is, isn't there? We've only got to four. tick boxes because there's yeah. a new mandate of getting in two rookies per year. And interestingly, yes. one of, I believe, Alfa Romeo only to run Porsche once because they technically ran Joe a in practice in Bahrain. <laughs> I don't Which... even think they have to run him once. I think Joe Guanyu counts anyway. Oh yeah. I think he counts for the first two races, and that's oh. all you have to do. Interesting. I read. They've got that to take part I... in less than two Grand Prix, if I remember correctly interesting well there you go this has suddenly raised a bit of a question though for me what's that robert schwartzman to Haas next year i mean it would make sense because he is fda and that seat is still technically fda so exactly and i think yeah. he should have had the call up anyway in the past well he beat joe in f2 which we hate he to did. mention i don't hate to mention that actually no we're no, joe do. and i are good mates now so <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's I think if he had, if he had a good test, you never quite know. But yeah, who are the rookies? Porsche, You've got Porsche, you've got Schwartzman, you have got Sargent, if I'm not mistaken. And you have got... Oh, this is really going to test my brain. <laughs> oh, it's actually I, not on the F1 website, so I can't even find out. I think it's a Red Bull-backed one. Let me start me find... You talk for a second. I think I know where I can locate it. Yeah, go find it. I I don't think it's, like an obvious Red Bull one like Lawson or anyone like that because I feel like I should know that if it was that uh, it is Alex Palau of course sorry Alex Palau yeah who for McLaren McLaren yes oh interesting fair enough yeah I think that about wraps us up I can't see any, any breaking news on, on Twitter wonderful so that's always helpful it always is thank you all so much for listening if you have enjoyed, please do make sure you leave a like, get yourself subscribed. I've just realised we completely forgot to do the intro to the show. So if you're watching this on YouTube, <laughs> check us out on Spotify, <laughs> ever the professionals that we are. Um, but yeah, we will return next week then to recap the goings on of the US Grand Prix. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah, we'll return very, very soon with more Knowing Wheel. <laughs>